This week on Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture, Father Gail Hammerschmidt talks about wimps to wise warriors. What makes us wimpy? What makes us a wise warrior? Well, let's find out. Father Gail is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. Father Gail is, uh, you know, a Divine Mercy Radio favorite, uh, and, and we're so glad to have you here. We know that all good things begin with prayer, Father, so would you start us off in a prayer? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come and to speak of your glory, to speak of your goodness, and to to hopefully challenge ourselves to be more like you, to be strong yet loving, to be wise, and to truly strive to, to live our lives in a way that draws people to you, builds up your kingdom, and gives glory to your name. We pray all of this through Jesus' most holy name. Amen. 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 Beautiful. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you. All right. After teaching for a number of years, Father Gail Hammerschmidt received a calling to enter the seminary. He was ordained a priest in 2012 and served in three parishes before becoming the pastor chaplain at St. Isidore Catholic Student Center in Manhattan. He has served as co-vocations director for the Diocese of Salina. And in 2013, Father Gail received the Lumen Christi Award from Catholic Extension for founding prayer and act. So, wow, thank you, Father, for being here with us. You're a busy man, and yet you took some time out of your day. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's great to be here. I had to actually abandon uh, a couple tables filled with our young ladies here at St. Isidore's. They're in the middle of their their women's group, and so I was joining them this morning. I had some some of their breakfast, and then I headed on over here to my office to, to jump on board. The uh, the women asked me to start coming to women's group, ah. and so not only do I get up super early in the morning on Thursdays for men's group, but I've been I've been arising early as well to be a part of of women's group on Fridays. They said, you know, the the guys they have uh, their father there. We want our father to be a women's group as well. So I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Here so we go. We had some <laughs> had some uh, what do we call it? Uh, what do you call pizza that you put in the oven? You just call it oven pizza? Uh, I guess. <laughs> no, what do you call it? Like, you know, you get uh, pizza. Like uh, frozen pizza? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had some frozen pizza. Yeah. We had some frozen pizza for, for breakfast. I was like, what exactly is this? And, and one of the young ladies was in charge of breakfast. She just said, uh, it's like when mom's had a, a rough day. She just <laughs> threw a frozen pizza in the oven. That's what we're doing for breakfast. So yeah. that's what we had. I had a couple pieces of uh, frozen pizza. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I'm ready to, to kick off this day. Am I the first person on your show that you guys don't have anybody at, at 6 o'clock in the morning, do you? We do not. You are kicking us off today. Oh, and, boy. Um, you know, that it's really impressive that, that those young women are, are wanting your, your guidance, your, you know, your fatherly presence there um, to really guide them in their Bible study. That That's pretty impressive. Uh, well, I, I mean, you know, I also like sleeping in a little bit on Fridays, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do hard things. And, and it's funny because people are like, Hammerschmidt, it's uh, 7.09. We're not really sleeping in anymore. This is morning. This is when we arrive. But uh, here in Manhattan at St. Isidore's, we have some late 
yes. night. We don't have math here until after nine o'clock. And so by the time I get to bed, it's usually pretty late. And so, no, it's, it's really, it's, what you say is, is very true. And it's been fun for me because I'm able then to, to join with these young women in a way that I wouldn't normally if I'm just here as chaplain out in the lobby or celebrating sacraments to hear them because with our, our men's and women's group in the morning, then one of the women, so they, they have breakfast, they chat, they sit around these tables and, and just kind of have a good time drinking their coffee and eating their frozen pizza or whatever else is prepared that morning. And then one of the women will stand up and, and give a, a testimony or she'll give a talk on a particular topic. And I can really get to know these women and, and the young men who do the same on Thursdays, yeah. just a lot better listening. When they say, here's what I want to talk about. This is what's important to me. Here's how I came to grow closer to the Lord. Uh, I get to know them better, and it really is a, a beneficial thing. I usually use the analogy of anybody who shows up at men's group or women's group super early in the morning, 6.30 is when they start. Uh, they're like the, the special ops, the special forces. You know, we have a lot of good young men and women, but anybody is sacrificing to wake up that early, those are the people that I that I trust. Those yeah. are my, my Catholic special forces. So exactly. I know I can lean on them to get things done. Yeah. yeah, especially in a college town, as you say. You know, college students they don't they don't go to bed early, right? So so seven a.m. to be there um, with pizza, with frozen pizza. That's that's pretty pretty awesome, and, and shows a, a real love for the faith and a desire to grow closer to God. And and you're right there helping them along. So how cool is that? The new church is is, is great. You know, every day we hear things about, well, your sound isn't perfect, Father. The sound system isn't working perfectly. And uh, and I always say, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. You have to write out an email, explain to me exactly what you mean when you say the sound isn't working perfectly. Is it, is it my voice? Is it the lector's voice? Is there something going on with the way the choir's projecting? Let me know what you mean by that. And we're going to try and tweak it. We're going to try and fix it. Uh, I would say that's the, really the only issue that we've had. Church is beautiful. We're so blessed, so incredibly blessed. And so it's a, a great thing for me to be able to celebrate Mass in that church, to see the, the smile on people's faces when they walk in for the first time. And so, yeah, this fundraising stuff, if it's a, a mission worth pursuing, then, then let's, go, let's go all in. And so I know that, that Catholic Radio is that, and I believe that the church that we built was also that as well. Yeah, and and so you're having masses there now. Yeah, we've been in it since the end of January. Wow, yeah. wow, what what a blessing! Um, so, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, all of all of the Divine Mercy Radio Land, and I know that this is this goes what throughout the state of Kansas, Dodge City Diocese, the Sina Diocese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, come on, anybody, come on in. Where our doors are open, especially the summer, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to just come in and look and pray, hmm. and. Uh, the doors, it's a, it's a gift to the community. That's why we built it, not not just for ourselves, but for everyone. Father, anything in particular you want to talk about today? Yeah, thanks for asking. I know that I never actually responded to, to any of you in, in regards to what the topic for today would be. Uh, from me, you just basically figure out that the old Hammerschmidt's going to get on and yap about whatever he wants to yap about anyway, so what's the point in choosing <laughs> a topic that I... I do love the topic that you have had all week long, that I think holiness is not for wimps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if I'm the first time I heard that, it just made me smile, <laughs> because I, I think that uh, if I was going to talk a little bit about myself, that, that book series could probably describe me pretty well if I was to, to just even talk about some of my 
my memories, some of my life. Uh, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid would be an appropriate title <laughs> for that because much of my life I have uh, shown myself to be uh, a wimp. And I think most of us Catholics can probably say the same. I was even doing some research just recently on that book series. I don't know anything about it, but I know that the, the younger folk have always loved the, the series, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I recognize it made me laugh that the, the lead uh, character in this, this book series is a guy named what? Greg Hefley. And old Greg, they describe him as uh, arrogantly confident yet misguided in most situations. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, uh. like, well, there we go, right? That's what we're trying to avoid. And if that's how the, the maybe image of a, a wimpy kid, then let's, let's work hard to uh, shed that image, a misguided yeah. yet arrogantly confident Catholic. <laughs> and, and sometimes I think even when I heard that, you know, holiness is not for wimps, then people say, okay, well, I'm not going to be a wimp. I'm going to kind of show off my bravado, and I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to, you know, like, whatever, crack people over the head and let them know what this Catholic Church is all about, because I'm not a wimp, you know, and I'm flexing, and I'm chopping down trees, and and, uh, and I'm like, no, that's still a little bit wimpy. That's the uh, arrogant confidence that that we probably need to avoid as well. So (laughs) if we're going to avoid uh, being that that wimpy kid who gets things wrong maybe on, on two different occasion maybe we're just a little bit uh too mild we're not we're not strong in the ways we need to be strong or we're misguided in our strength and i think both of those uh could be descriptions of of what we're trying to avoid i think there's there's three things that i wanted to to talk about and i think maybe if i was also to come up with definition of of someone who i would call a, a wimp i would say that there's somebody who flees from the challenges that they're presented with. Mm-hmm. They, they shy away from doing that which is, is difficult. Maybe the wimp is the one who only seeks out comfort. You know, the, the famous uh, Pope Benedict Sixteenth line, you know, the, the world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. The wimp would say, eh, maybe I was made for greatness. Yeah. But I think I'm just going to go with the comfort. Yeah. And then they just buckle back down and, and uh, pull out the video games again. And four hours later, maybe they get up from their video games to go and get some Cheez-Its. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, so that's not what we're looking for here, folks. Yeah. And so there are just maybe three things, three things that I wanted to, to challenge people in regards to, to living that holy life that avoids being the, the wimp that, that we're trying to avoid. Being and, and and I say this because much of my life I was the wimp and, and still many times I'll find myself living that life of like well you didn't really challenge yourself at all today and and really when something challenging presented itself to you Father Gale you avoided it yeah. like did you recognize it do you recognize that you're avoiding that which is difficult because you'd rather be comfortable yeah. and so this is the goal to 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 actually strive to live the life that God's called you to live, to be the saint that God's called you to live, and you can't be wimpish if you're going to do that. The first thing I want to say is, is I think we need to, to make sure that we are doing our job in understanding the faith and studying the faith 
in actually taking the time to educate our minds so as to then touch the heart. Um, I just had a conversation yesterday here in my office, a young lady who is now at K-State being challenged in her faith in a way that she wasn't challenged in her hometown and her upbringing growing up. And and this is very much the, the situation here at Kansas State, whether it be secularists and atheists and and people who simply think that we can make heaven a place on earth, uh, who challenge any kind of religious belief and faith. And so you have that. Obviously, at at any college campus, you're going to find that. Even at Catholic colleges, you're going to find that. But also here at K-State, we have, really, it's not all that difficult to be a believer in Jesus Christ. But the reality is, is that there's strong Protestant groups on campus, that are continually challenging Catholics. Yeah. And so this young lady was just saying that, you know, I've been challenged more here at K-State as to why I am Catholic. What do I really believe? She said it was very easy to go through the motions when I was in high school and just do what we did. But now I actually have to figure out the whys of the what. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we do what we do? Mm-hmm. And she said, it's funny, Father, because the more I study, the more my heart explodes with joy at the thought of a relationship with Jesus in the Catholic way. And and I think that, that a lot of times we fail to actually get our nose into books or to listen to the right podcasts or read the right things online to, to listen to Catholic radio. We avoid that. Yeah. And, and, you know, may, for various reasons, maybe we're just lazy, maybe we're wimpish. Uh, maybe we just think, well, it's about relationship with Jesus. You know, I don't need to be some great theologian. I don't need to formulate my intellect and my mind. Uh, you know, I don't need to form my intellect and my mind. I don't need to learn all of these Catholic things. Me and Jesus were, were pals, and, and that's that's all I need. But I'd say, no, 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 let's, let's go a little deeper. Let's actually go deep into what our 2,000-year history of the Church has taught us, the rich tradition of all that we that we have, because when we learn these things in our mind, it does help us to continue to build our relationship with Jesus. Obviously, if you're falling in love with someone and you say, you are my all and all, I want to spend my eternity with you, uh, you would also want to learn as much as you could about that person. And so that's what we're, we're doing when we educate ourselves. And and I can even think back at a time in my life when I was maybe in the same situation as the young lady who was in my office yesterday. I was being challenged in my faith, and so that's why I started reading the correct books. That's why I was watching EWTN a lot on television. I just was blown away by the truths of the faith. And, and I had that moment where it's kind of like, okay, I always knew that this is what I've been brought up in. This is what I've been taught at Catholic school in Hayes, the Thomas More Prep, this is what my parents would say to me. But once I really dug in, I made it my own faith. And I had those those moments where I would think to myself, oh, wow, this is, this is all real. It's real. All of these things that I've been taught, they're real. And God truly does love me. And there is an eternity waiting for those who stick close to Him, and it's going to be magnificent. And it's worth everything. And we have so much assistance, even here on earth, that assists us in the midst of suffering, that brings us joy, that gives us hope. 
And I just remember like my heart exploding for joy as my head was gaining more knowledge. And so that's just the first thing. Uh, just let's, let's educate ourselves. Let's let the Lord educate us and let the Holy Spirit guide us, give us the, the strength of the Holy Spirit of, of the Lord so as to have both mind and heart exploding with knowledge and joy in love of all that the Catholic Church offers. And, and you can't be a wimp. You can't just uh, head back to the video games. You sometimes have to, to turn the TV off, and you have to, you have to study. And so no wimps uh, in regards to, uh, to, to learning. No wimps in regards to learning. Yeah. You actually got to put in a little bit of the effort. You can't shy away from that, which is difficult. You have to embrace the challenge. And so that's my first point. My first point. Maybe you had any, any follow-up questions with that before we move on? You know, just a thought. You know, I, I was I was looking, you know, it, it's. I was thinking about something that Bill Mayer said yesterday when he was on the air as a guest. And uh, he said, we need to flip the C coin from coward to courage. And I'm thinking, you know, we need to change that up a little bit for this for this uh, carathon because we're talking about wimps. So we need to, to flip that W card from wimp to warrior. You know, I, I'm thinking that that's where we're going here. And, and you know, warrior in the humblest of, of ways, right? And, and really just let's doing say, the work for God. Let's say a wise warrior. A wise right? warrior. Love it. Love it. Wise warrior. There you go. Maybe you have a different different W name that, that would be even better, Father, but, but I like that. I like the wise warrior, right? Okay. Because because uh, even a wimp can be a warrior. Yeah. Uh, it's being being a little bit arrogant, a little bit confident, and yeah. being a warrior in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't need to be misguided. We need wisdom. Yeah. In the confessional these days, for whatever reason, you know, you go through cycles where you offer a lot of the same advice, and yeah. probably for the last year, maybe even longer. Just kind of the common advice that, that enters my brain as I listen to people. Mm. I tell them, I say, okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to pray for wisdom. And the good news is the Lord is already instilling wisdom within your heart because of the mistakes you've made. You're here in a <laughs> confessional because you have made some mistakes. Yeah. And so we learn from our mistakes. And, and all of the accumulation of our learning can give us wisdom. Yeah. And so utilize this wisdom, gain wisdom, understand yourself, understand where temptation rises, understand the path that leads to the near occasion of sin. So first pray for wisdom yeah. and think like God thinks so that you can see, okay, this wouldn't be good, but this would be good. But then secondarily pray for strength, wisdom yeah. and strength, those two, because the Lord will strengthen you if you yeah. pray for it. Yeah. In fact, even the sacrament itself strengthens you. Yeah. And so, therefore, you can be strong and wise, yeah. as we would say, now that we are flipping the W coin, yeah. <laughs> wise warrior, yeah. a there wise warrior, Love it. willing to do that which is difficult, so as to grow closer to the Lord and to be the saint that we're called to, to become. Yeah, so the first point simply being that it's, it's important to learn the faith, uh, to, to go deep in knowledge. And the more we have that knowledge of God and of the Catholic Church and, and all that He has given us, the easier it is for our heart to explode with love for our faith. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's the, the issue, right, is too many of us are just walking through the motions. We're Catholic in name only, nominal Catholics, and, and it's because we haven't had the fire lit within. So sometimes you have to light the fire through the brain. 
<laughs> the brain lights the fire of the heart. Yeah. And so that's the first thing is, is don't be afraid to, to put in the work to learn the Catholic faith. Uh, and so many different ways to do it. But secondarily, secondarily, the second point I would like to make so as to avoid being the wimpy kid is that uh, we need to take seriously the words of Jesus when he says that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life uh, for a friend, for a loved one, really even for, for a stranger. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life. And, and the choice of words that he uses, that's important. It's important to lay down one's life. My alarm this morning went off at whatever it was, 5.30, 5.45. I need to do a little bit of prep before I jumped on the radio this morning, and then I had to head over and have my frozen pizza with the young ladies, <laughs> uh, women's group, and uh, and I was thinking to myself, as the alarm went off, yeah, it'd be nice to sleep longer. It'd be nice to sleep longer. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to sleep longer. I'll suffer a little bit here. I'm going to arrive. I'm going to spend some time eating breakfast with our women's group, and then I'm going to jump on the radio, and I want to be well prepared. And so time to get up. Let's go. Uh, there's just the smallest touch of laying down one's life, even in regards to that. And I think every every mother, every father, uh, they're so amazing, you know, when they're doing their job as a parent and the things that they will do for their children. Uh, heroic in a way that I, I don't fully understand yeah. and, and never will. And so I just want to, you know, just really pat all mothers and fathers on the back. Sometimes I have people here who are telling me the difficulties of, of raising children and, and the suffering that, that they endure and watching their children suffer. And uh, I'm like, wow, mm. you, you all are so very heroic. And, and that's what it is, is to lay down one's life. That's it's the, the reality of love. Uh, I always talk about the people who I've had in my office. And most of the time when I'm drawing on experience and drawing on stories, even here in the past couple of days, yet another college student talking about the fact of maybe how easy it is to fall into things like gossip, how easy it is to fall into things like, like judgment, uh, to just look at somebody on campus and start formulating ideas about that person's heart yeah. and who they are and where they're at and why I shouldn't like them or why I'm better than that person. And to not do that, to, to feel that impulse, because it's an impulse that we all experience, right? I mean, you look at someone else, and like, oh, thank God I'm not like that person. I mean, we read about this in the scriptures, even though the yeah. holy people of Jesus' time experienced yeah. that. And and to not do that, say, okay, this is the impulse, but I'm, I'm going to rise above the impulse, and I'm going to do what I know to be right instead of what I, I think would be enjoyable to do. And so there's something about laying down one life hmm. that, that truly shows us what love is all about. And so, you know, it can be as simple as that, as simple as that, to, yeah. to not judge, to not gossip, even if somebody has done some things that would be worthy of gossip, <laughs> gossiping about, can you believe what she did or can you believe what he did? But not to, even to, to walk away from gossip. You don't have to be that person that charges into a crowd where everybody else is gossiping and start shouting at everybody, maybe it's, it's more of a sign of love to simply stand up in the middle of that group and, and to walk away. And so there's a thousand ways in which we can lay down our lives, but laying down one's life 
generally isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> and the, the epitome of it is, is Jesus on the cross. We cross. We know that. Yeah. We we have crucifixes in our churches, so as to be reminded of of the the length that He went in laying down His life for us, as we're challenged to lay down our lives in much smaller ways. Many weddings that I, I celebrate, I, I, I'll use the same line. If they use uh, this gospel passage where it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend, I'll sometimes say, obviously, most of us are not going to be called to hang upon a cross. Mm. But husbands, you very well may be called to lay down your remote control mm. for your wife. Mm. <laughs> at that moment when she comes home and has had a tough day with the kids or just at work or whatever that might be, yeah. and she needs somebody to talk to, you might be watching the big game. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Be a husband. Listen to her. Love her. Yeah. And and that's laying down your life. And yeah. we're called to do it in a, a thousand different ways. And a wimp simply won't have what it takes to do that. A wimp won't have what it takes to do that. And and again, let's talk about what we, we started with is that the wimp can both be the one who's afraid to do anything or the one who is misguided and arrogant. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, <laughs> this Greg Hefley is described as misguided, but also arrogantly confident. Mm. And so we have to be careful of being too arrogant, too confident, and thinking we're doing it all right, we've got it all figured out. No, no, no. That also can be a characteristic of maybe a wimpy kid. Mm. And, and the wimp that falls into some form of like self-bravado, flexing and bragging and and telling the world how they're right and everybody else is wrong. Uh, no, that's that's the sign of a somebody who actually lacks confidence and is a little bit wimpish. Mm-hmm. And so to to continue to pray for strength and wisdom to be that wise warrior, that's what we're searching for. Yeah. And so I just think that's an important thing to talk about. I could go on and on as to what it looks like to lay down one's life. I could go on and on in regards to my own life. Again, the title of my own life could be Diary of a Wimpy Kid mm-hmm. as well, because so many times I've failed. Mm-hmm. And, and I maybe knew what the right thing to do was, but I chose comfort mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. And so when I challenge myself to be better, then I'm living the life that God's called me to live. Sometimes I do it well, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. And when I don't, I have to rise again and strive to to shed the the, the wimpish nature that I many times carry with me and to be strong in the way I'm called to be strong. You know, the, those who get closest, we have a, a particular name for them, saint. Yeah. And uh, in fact, even a canonized saint. Yeah. And it, it's fun because we look at their example, yeah. and and I'm surrounded by images of, of John Paul II here in my office, the great hero of mine who led me into the priesthood. And and I think that, that he... He, as far as anybody I've ever studied, mm. uh, looked at, you know, especially in the last hundred years, he's the one. Maybe, yeah. maybe Dorothy Day, who I wrote my thesis on and, and know very well, she's the great heroine of my life. Uh, these two, I look at them, I admire them, I want to be like them, and yet, uh, in reading the things that Dorothy Day would have written, she would say, "And I fall so many times. I'm yeah. so far from truly being there." And so I don't know that we get there on this side of the pearly gate, yeah. but it doesn't mean we don't, we, that we don't strive to get there. Exactly. And, and by simply striving to hit the bullseye, 
well, maybe we'll come close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's great. That's awesome. That's something to, to rejoice in. Excellent. And then to rejoice in the Lord's mercy for the times in which we simply continue to live that, that wimpy life. We need to go to a break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Father Gail Hammerschmidt on Wimps to Wise Warriors. We're back on Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. Wimps to Wise Warriors. With Father Gail Hammerschmidt. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. Talking with Father Gail Hammerschmidt, we we don't have a lot more time with you, but we also want to find out your third point. You said you had three points for us. Yeah, so my my final point as to how to live the the life of a wise warrior uh, Love and it. to avoid being being the wimp. Yeah, is uh, maybe a little bit shocking to people, but but it, it's basically it's a challenge to be gentle. Mm. I want you to be gentle. Um, early in my days as a teacher, my principal said to me, listen, this is the, the best advice I can give you, is that your students simply won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And and so if you don't care, get out of the profession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do care, make sure they know that you care. And, and, and so to be gentle means to show your heart and to help people see that that when their heart breaks, your heart breaks, and and that you're going to be really kind of slow to to anger, slow to to rage and wrath, and and so it's also interesting to me because I've I've mentioned this, I've hit this time and time again in this hour that we've been together, that when I saw the theme, holiness is not for wimps, I loved it. I thought of the book Diary of a Wimpy oh. Kid. <laughs> I love all of it, yeah. and yet. There's a touch of it that scared me because, and I I said this, that I think sometimes we think, okay, I'm not going to be a wimp, so I'm going to be this super strong character that can become arrogant and sometimes perhaps even mean. And and we hide behind the the guise of truth, and what's the the line? That that there is no love without truth, okay? Mm -hmm. And so we can't love somebody if we're lying to them, and we can't tell somebody who's living a life that is not in accordance with God that we love them and we pat them on the back and say, continue living that life that is not in accordance with God's plan. And so so there is no love, for sure, without truth. We have to be truthful with people. If people are entering into uh, activities, behaviors, lifestyles that are not in accordance with God's will, we have to tell them. It would be like a child running towards a fire— and for us not to stop that child running towards a fire would not be a sign of love. And, well, this seems to be what the child wants to do. I guess I'm going to let him continue running right towards that fire yeah. because I love the child. No, that's a, that's a false love, okay? And so we know that. There is no love without truth. Yet, there is something most definitely truth without love, and we have to avoid that at all costs because truth 
connected with meanness will never convert a heart. And it's not the way Jesus worked. It's not the way St. John Paul the Great worked. It's not the way Dorothy Day worked. It's not the way Mother Teresa worked. It's not the way any of the saints would have worked. And so you have to be gentle if you're not going to be a wimp. To hide behind truth and just spout off all of these religious facts and yelling at people, that's the most wimpish thing I've ever seen in my life. It's insecurity. It's a lack of confidence. And uh, I think it's probably even even evil. Uh, so, so we have to be careful. Now, we can fall, again, as I mentioned in the last segment, we fall a thousand times over. And, and so we, uh, we have anger, and it, it, it ceases to be righteous anger, and it just becomes kind of this uh, vice. And sometimes we find ourselves yelling at people because we're so angry. Maybe we've watched too much news, <laughs> and it's affected our soul in a negative way. And the next time we see somebody who thinks differently than us, we just start yelling at them. That happens. We fall. We're sinful critters. And so it's important for us to be gentle with ourselves as well when we fall. But we have to first show people that we care before they're going to care what we know. They don't, they don't care what we know until they know that we care. Yeah. And, and another thing that I would add to this is I remember hearing this was advice for dads, especially in regards to their daughters. It says, the, the, the advice was, before you can challenge your daughter, even one time, before you can give her a, a difficult challenge to change, compliment her 12 times. Let her know that you love her. Point out the beautiful things about her. Be gentle with her. Wrap your arm around her. Love her. And then she'll be able to receive the challenge. And, and they say that's for daughters, but I think it's for sons as well. Uh, the young men are, are equally fragile and equally in need of knowing that they are, are loved, right? Uh, many times I'll go on a rant against any prayer that says things like, Lord, help everybody else on earth to be loved more than me. Uh, and I'm like, no, let's, let's just avoid that. Mm. Because we all know that we are created to love and to be loved, and we need that love. And so to, to be around people who love us, who let us know that they love us, who are gentle in the way that they... They operate with us in our messiness. Those are good people. Those are people to surround yourself with. And those are people to try and be like, to, to be gentle. And so there's nothing more strong than being gentle and, and, and being prudent enough, wise enough to know when to be gentle and then when to challenge. And, and most of us get that wrong pretty regularly. And throughout the centuries, religious people have <laughs> especially gotten it wrong, uh, but not the saints saints didn't get wrong. The saints were beautiful in the way they were able to both challenge and then to express their love for, for everybody around them. And so that's what we need to strive to do. We need to strive to be like that. So the three points in regards to, to avoid being a wimp, number one, get educated. Formulate your mind, your intellect. Uh, come to know the faith and, and work hard to, to understand what the faith really teaches and why it teaches what it teaches. Number two, take seriously that, that challenge to lay down our lives for another, to show them that we love them by laying down our lives for them, to even suffer a little bit for another. And then number three, pray for, for gentleness. Pray to be gentle. Yeah. Gentle, gentle, always gentle. Love it. Uh, Bishop Coakley, it was Bishop Coakley, back when he was here, he, he gathered the priests together 
And he said, gentlemen, as priests, we deal with people, and people are messy, so be gentle. And, and I tell that to people in the confessional as well, be gentle with others, but guess who else is a, a person? Guess who else is messy? You are. <laughs> and so at times you need to be gentle with yourself as well. I mean, beating themselves up to a degree that they need not. The Lord is gentle, so we can be gentle as well. Love it. Oh, my goodness. Such such good advice. Such good advice. So, so um, you know, we, we do have, uh, we are talking with Father Gil Hammerschmidt. Wow, I am blown away. He is, he is really bringing it this morning, early in the morning, and this was not the first thing of his day. Oh, let's, let's get this planned for the next uh, carathon. Maybe in the fall I can come out and actually be there and, and my one of two favorite cities in all the world, Hayes, Kansas, right? I, I love Manhattan, and so I've got to be careful of not saying that Hayes is, is by far my, my favorite place in all the world, but, uh, but boy, I love Hayes. And, and so I need to get out there. I need to see my people. Uh, I need to, to stop in and see my old high school Thomas More Prep uh, and just uh, love everything that's going on yeah. out there in Hayes. Yeah. Maybe one day soon. Ah, not too soon. I'm, I'm pretty happy here in Manhattan at K-State at St. Isidore's. Yeah. But maybe one day, right? I can I can come out to, to Hayes and, and I can retire out there and spend my last 20 years as a priest playing <laughs> Smoky Hill Country Club and, <laughs> and, and four days musical golf course, things that I used to do when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, man, it'd be great to, to spend more time out there in a, in a place that that I love. Yeah. Just want to encourage people as well to, to continue listening to Catholic radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times in these carathons, I've given my, my story, and I even touched upon it earlier, that I fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with the Catholic Church, uh, in large part because of EWTN television. Mm-hmm. It was prior to the diocese having Catholic radio. Yeah. And now that we have Catholic radio, what a gift, what an opportunity uh, even if you're jumping on some of these radio shows after the fact, I know that there's so many things being recorded now that you can jump on later. Yeah. But this is stuff that, that truly helps you to be the person that you need to be. You're, you're being formed by all of this stuff that you're putting in. What do they say? Junk in, junk out. Right? Yeah. If you're filling your head with a bunch of junk, your life becomes junk. But the opposite is true as well. Yeah. If, you're, if you're filling yourself with, with godly thoughts and and, and really educating yourself in the ways of God and challenging yourself to, to live as He's asked you to live, then, then indeed you will. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Who are you surrounding yourself with? You become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Think about that, students. Yeah. But it's the same thing, that whatever it is that you're intaking, that's what you're going to be putting out. And so we have to be making sure that we're filling our, our hearts and our minds with the things of God so as to then become a thing of God, a, a godly uh, creature that that then builds his kingdom and, and spreads his name uh, and gives gives him all the glory. Yeah. And so let's go. I mean, let's let's not be afraid to be saints. There's nothing more wimpy than simply seeking out comfort, heading back to the video games or whatever your video game thing might be. Right? That just says this is easy, so I choose this. That's that's wimpish. Don't do that. Yeah. But it's also wimpish to hide behind guys of truth and just be mean and so we can't do that either yeah exactly i i love it you know father i I have to say though you know when you're talking about your your 20 years playing golf and doing all those amazing things that sounds a lot like comfort there father no you wouldn't believe how hard (laughs) for an old man to 
play golf. I get blisters on my hand, uh, you know, just walking down the fairway. It's not as easy as it used to be. Yeah. Nothing comfortable about, about playing beautiful golf courses. Very difficult. Yeah, nothing wimpy about that whatsoever. There, there you go. There you go. Offer it up. You know, it's rough, but you'll offer it up. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but sometimes you get, you get paired up with people that are just very difficult to love. There and so go. playing golf with them is laying down one's life. <laughs> So as to just, you know, spend four hours with them. We all know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What a joy. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Thanks for tuning in to Double-Edged Sword, Cutting to the Heart of a Deceptive Culture. Folks, heaven is unseen. So are these airwaves. However, if you want to save unseen souls for heaven, then go to dvmercy.com and click on donate where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.